That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, March 6th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The creators of Amnesia and Soma have announced a sequel. The TurboGrafx-16 Mini has been delayed due to coronavirus issues. I Am 8-Bit is no longer creative directing E3 2020. And I take a look at today's new releases and run down some sales that recently caught my eye. Frictional Games, the developer behind the Penumbra Games, Soma, and perhaps most notably Amnesia, The Dark Descent, has been teasing a new game the past few days with weird audio clips that it released online, but this morning it fully unveiled its next game and released a trailer for Amnesia Rebirth. This will be the third Amnesia game, though Frictional only published and did not develop the sequel A Machine for Pigs. The trailer begins on this creepy, sort of lopsided train, and there's a voice in the background that is sending out some kind of distress signal, or it might be trying to reach someone on what appears to be a crashed train. And then there is just this montage of scary moments. Some weird magical objects are floating around. Gates are closing on the player character. We see a woman fall from a cliffside from the first-person perspective. There is a shadowed figure bracing against some kind of storm. And then the words Autumn 2020 and logos for PS4 and PC appear on the bottom of the video. Here are some additional details from the press release for the game. Amnesia Rebirth is a new descent into darkness from the creators of the iconic Amnesia series. Set in the desolate landscape of the Algerian desert, the game will focus on new character Tassi Trianon as she sets out on a harrowing journey through devastation and despair, personal terror and pain while exploring the limits of human resilience. You can't let out a breath. The creature is only inches away. Its sole purpose, to feed off your terror, and so you crouch in the dark, trying to stop the fear rising, trying to silence what lies within you. Retracing Tassi's journey and pulling together the fragments of a shattered past will be the only chance to survive the pitiless horror that threatens to devour you. Time is against you. Still, you must continue step by step, knowing that if you fail, you will lose everything. So, needless to say, it sounds like a pretty fun romp. But, um... Seriously, Frictional has become experts at making really genuinely unsettling experiences. It's exciting that they're getting back to amnesia. But if you had asked me a few months ago what I thought Frictional was working on next, I would have said something totally original. I think more amnesia is great and exciting, but I just assumed the studio would be eager to keep making wholly new experiences like Soma. Otherwise, they would not have handed off development duties for Amnesia's first sequel to another developer. The coronavirus forces a delay for the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Likely inspired by the success of the NES and SNES Minis from Nintendo, Konami announced back in June of last year, during E3, its plans to release a TurboGrafx-16 Mini. 
Unfortunately, production has been delayed due to issues related to the coronavirus. The system was supposed to be available on March 19th, but Konami released a statement online detailing the delay. Here's the statement. Regarding the PC Engine Core Graphics Mini Console and its peripheral accessories, the manufacturing and shipping facilities in China have encountered an unavoidable suspension due to the current coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak. As a result, the delivery of all PC Engine Core Graphics Mini products, which was originally scheduled for March 19th, 2020, will be delayed until further notice. We deeply apologize to our customers for the significant inconvenience, and we humbly ask for your understanding and patience while we keep our close attention on the situation. We are investing all of our efforts to deliver the PC Engine Core Graphics Mini as soon as possible, and we'll provide further details on the delivery timing once confirmed. If the words PC Engine Core Graphics or Turbo Graphics sound like gibberish to you, uh, here's a little bit of history. It was a console released around the same time as the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, but it never quite reached the ubiquitous heights of those consoles. But it was notable for housing the original Street Fighter back when it was called Fighting Street, and it also had Splatterhouse and a couple of other generally well-liked games. The version that was supposed to release later this year, that now has an ambiguous release date, will include R-Type, New Adventure Island, Ninja Quest, East Book 1 and 2, Dungeon Explorer, and Alien Crush, among you know just a few of its confirmed games. With delays like this and the postponement of events like GDC, I really am curious if the coronavirus issues will affect the production of PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. I mean, they may already have. If things continue to go the way they're going, we might not see those consoles until 2021. Noted video game art company IM8Bit is no longer working with the ESA for E3 2020. Back in January, the ESA announced that IM8Bit, a company well-known for creating interesting art memorabilia related to video games and just being a general curator of quality video game art would be a collaborator explicitly to, quote, reinvigorate the show and, frankly, to shake things up for E3 2020. That partnership apparently ended yesterday when IM8Bit tweeted, it's with mixed emotions that at IM8Bit has decided to resign as creative directors of what was to be an evolutionary hashtag E3 2020 floor experience. We've produced hundreds of gaming and community events, and it was a dream to be involved with E3. We wish the organizers the best of luck. Rebecca Valentine, covering the story for GamesIndustry.biz, received a quote from the ESA about IM8Bit's departure, and it said, We can confirm that IM8Bit is no longer part of the interagency group working on E3 2020. We greatly value their passion for the video game industry and the contributions they brought toward our vision for this year's show. We have an innovative and experienced team in place, including Endeavor's creative agency 160 over 90, event innovators Matt Plus Low, and longtime E3 partners GES, Dolaher Events, and Double Forte, all collaborating to bring to life an exciting and authentic experience for fans, the media, and the industry. This whole thing really, it just feels like a red flag for E3. Sony's departure wasn't too strange, considering it also skipped the 2019 show, but this, alongside Jeff Keighley's separation from the show in the recent weeks, is just, it's just troubling. 
Both I Am 8-Bits and Keeley's statements about their departures seemed to reference mixed emotions, with Keeley saying it was a difficult decision. It's hard to say exactly what this all means for E3 2020, but the show will certainly be different this year. And then, of course, on top of all of that, there is this whole coronavirus situation, which is looming over the show like a dark cloud. Right now, the show is planned to take place between June 9th and June 11th. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Here is what came out today. Murder by Numbers, the murder mystery Picross game that I had a chance to finally start last night and I'm so far enjoying, is out for PC today. I would listen to yesterday's episode to learn why that game is weirdly exciting for me. Pathologic 2 is out today for PlayStation 4 from developer Icepick Lodge. It came out on PC and Xbox One back in May. This is, it's kind of a weird one. Icepick Lodge is a Russian developer based in Moscow that released the original Pathologic in 2005, and it kind of became a cult hit. It's about a sickness ripping through a small town and the efforts of two men as they try and figure out what is happening and how to control it. The game takes place over the course of 12 days, which limits how much you can get done in that amount of time. I've never played it myself, but it sounds very creepy and really interesting. But anyway, that's the original game. Pathologic 2 actually began development as a direct remake of Pathologic, but it apparently morphed into something closer to a reimagining of the first game. It's, it's one that I want to check out for sure. Today's big release, and something that is basically the opposite of a story that takes place in a plague-ridden town, is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX for Nintendo Switch. It's out today for $59.99. It's a remake of the DS and Game Boy Advance games Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team and Red Rescue Team, which came out in 2006. The price tag feels a little high considering it's a remake, but I do like that they compressed the two games into one single release for Switch. It was developed by Spike Chunsoft, which is weird because they also developed One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, a game that I have become very intimate with uh, recently. Moving on, the Mystery Dungeon series is a it's a Pokemon RPG, but you're not capturing Pokemon or exploring a world. 
Instead, you are a human, it's very strange, who has inexplicably turned into a Pokemon, and you must explore and fight your way through a series of randomized caverns in order to complete quests and save Pokemon. I reviewed one of the games in the series during my time at Game Informer, and it's one of those genres that really appeals to a certain type of player. I am not that player, personally, but I can understand why people get excited about mapping out these big labyrinths while getting stronger and stronger. On Metacritic, right now, with 30 reviews logged, it is currently sitting at a score of 68. One of the really awesome things about this game is there is a free demo on the eShop right now, and your save will carry forward from the demo to the full release. So, you can see if it's up your alley before you even commit, which is very nice. Let's try this today, a good experiment for Friday. Here are some recent deals that caught my eye. Target is going to have Super Mario Party, Yoshi's Crafted World, and Super Mario Maker 2 on sale for Switch for $39.99 pretty soon, which it is still a pretty big price tag, but... Nintendo games really don't drop in price, so if you're looking to play any of those games, this may be your cheapest option for quite a while. I've got my eye on Yoshi, personally. Weird aside about Super Mario Maker 2, I reviewed that game for Game Informer, and I played a special pre-release version that I was able to put on my retail consumer Switch, but once that game actually released, that pre-release review version was no longer a functional copy of the game. That's the only time I've run into something like that where the review copy stops working after release. The only other game that I received that worked that way was the original Super Mario Maker on Wii U. I've just always thought it was a, a weird little piece of trivia about that game. Koei games are on sale on Steam right now. The most exciting game from the bunch is probably Neo, which you can get for $14.99. It's usually $50. There is also a visual novel sale going on right now on Steam. I would recommend checking out Phoenix Wright, Rampa, and there's also a Zero Escape bundle on sale as well. Moonlighter, a game about managing a shop and fighting monsters, is on sale for $9.99 on the Switch eShop right now, and it's a cool game. Bulletstorm for Switch is also marked down to $14.99, which is a good deal. And the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, which includes Legacy Collection 1 and 2, and it covers all eight Mega Man X games, is on sale on the Switch eShop right now for $9.99, and that sale lasts until March 9th. I own a physical copy of that game. It's a great collection, but I am embarrassingly considering picking it up right now just so I can have a version I can play without having to insert a cartridge, which is very lazy of me. I totally recognize if I pull the trigger on that, which I shouldn't, it will mark the ninth time I have bought Mega Man X between the Super Nintendo, the Wii, Wii U, and 3DS virtual consoles. There was a PlayStation 2 collection. There was the PSP remake, which I'm not sure if that counts. And then the SNES Classic Edition, which was the mini SNES console, that also included Mega Man X on it. And then I bought the Switch version that I just mentioned. And also, I got a review code for the PlayStation 4 version when it came out originally, and I played that a lot. So, I mean, I admit fully that I have a real Mega Man X problem. It's it's embarrassing.
That's it for video game news today, though I do have one quick update from my good friend, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It was supposed to release today in Japan, but due to coronavirus issues, the movie is now releasing on March 27th in Japan. It's very odd to me that Japan, the country that birthed Sonic the Hedgehog, has had to wait as long as it has to see his big-budget Hollywood movie adaptation. My One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows review should be live on IGN by the time you're listening to this episode, so go check that out for my thoughts on that game. If you liked Jump Force and you like One Punch Man, you might like this game. I also solved a few puzzles in Murder by Numbers, and so far, so good, though there is a lot of talking between puzzles, which I should not have been surprised by, but I don't know, here we are. I've also been playing Black Mesa, the Half-Life remake, and enjoying it. One very smart thing that game does, which I really appreciate as someone who accidentally started playing the game before it was actually version 1.0, which meant once it was officially updated, my save was no longer compatible. You can actually jump to any point in that game from the start. I think that is super smart, especially since it is a remake. I love that. Please do that more, video games. Let us just jump around. If you have any corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send me an email, kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast on whatever app you use to listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Black Mesa right now. I play three times a week, though at the time of this recording, I, I actually couldn't play today because I couldn't get the game working so i missed that stream so apologies for that um and then you can always find me on the midmax show for more long-form video discussions i have a correction here from my wife who called me recently while i was in the parking lot of a hardy's deciding if i wanted to get a pair of sliders for lunch apparently last week on last friday's episode i said the thing i usually say which is i will talk to you more about video games tomorrow but it was a friday and i don't do weekend episodes so i looked like a real fool So anyway, thank you, Ashley, for the correction, and I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow, I mean Monday.